two of Read All About It. Uh, this is a topical podcast uh, where we discuss the previous month's news. And with me as ever is Mr Simon Bowen. Good evening. Hello. And you're calling from Ipswich, I hear? There's always one. There's right. <laughs> Has to be <laughs> yes, one, isn't that's, there? That's yeah. correct, yeah. The Ipswich contingent. And Indeed. in Exmouth, we have a new member joining the Read All About It team. And we have Mr Stephen Baisley from Exmouth. Thank you very much. It's brilliant to be here. There really. we go. And we're here, and we'll be here every single month to dissect the previous month's news. Um, so, first first topic, what should we just talk about? Um, what about the heat? Yeah, it's been hot, yes. Thank you very much for that, starting us <laughs> off. Did you notice that as well? We haven't spoken for a while. Did you notice it was hot? Yeah. Have you seen that everybody's, like, on Facebook <laughs> just gets really angry at the fact that anybody, God, it's been hot, isn't it? Yeah. Hot, <laughs> isn't it? It's the same happens when it rains. God, it's raining, isn't it? Raining, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Douglas Adams once said about the human race that uh, we discuss the, the bleeding obvious all the time. <laughs> that was the one defining quality of the human race. Mm. But thank, but apparently this is to do with uh, it's sort of they did a study on uh, people who discussed. I think it was they took sort of uh, statistics from Twitter and they were looking at what people discussed whether the most. Obviously, Britain number one. Yeah, and <laughs> obviously, and then below that were in sort of order were. Um, nations that were once colonized by great britain so we have spread that across the world so it's Imagine another thing that. it's That's incredible you can be proud of so, yeah so it's sort of small talk that we've um <laughs> the, the art the art of small talk do you think it was throughout the um do yeah you, do you think it was when you yeah, so, so say we were in india you know and just awkward <laughs> silences not really knowing what to <laughs> talk to these poor natives that we're trying to rule over and again it's hot here isn't it Oh, how do you how do you deal with the heat? Well, I, I suppose I suppose cricket and talking about the weather. So I suppose sort of yes. discussing the intricate rules of cricket as well as yeah. What will take a very long time to explain? <laughs> cricket, brilliant. When, Let's cricket. bring that. When do you think they'll start wearing shorts in cricket? I mean, why has that not happened? Yeah, well, I suppose the ball does come very fast, doesn't it? Well, not not that sort of cotton tr- cricket trousers presumably yeah. give that much protection i'd imagine but no. yeah well i don't know maybe it's just uncouth <laughs> yes <laughs> it's, not gen- it's not gentlemanly is it <laughs> to see a bare knee oh disgusting faultless cars <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. no one wants that <laughs> but yes it has been very hot um we've been experienced the hottest summer for the past seven years yeah um yeah, I mean, we, we've been waiting for this moment for, for quite some years now, haven't we? And now it, we've had it. It's, um... <laughs> it's had it now, yeah. We're now, <laughs> into down, we're now into downpours now. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like down there, by the way? Is it... Um... Um, bucketing it down. Today? <laughs> yeah, today. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, flash floods now, isn't it? Yeah. Really? And this, yeah. Is, this is what people love. So this is brilliant because not only do local radio get to discuss about how hot it is, and the dangers of old people getting too hot. Yeah. They now get flash floods after that. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's just like, you know, and the people are so excited on the local radio to talk about how, how you know, how old homes are going to get flooded again, you know. It's, dear, what, what, what can our local government do for you? Um, <laughs> they love it. They love any kind of disaster. 
But did you find it that hot? I mean, it was hot. It it, it certainly didn't beat any records, did it, by any means? You know, it was it was pretty um, mediocre in terms of heat. But I think it's just because we're so used to such a like the spring was obviously dire, wasn't it? In every in every every respect, yeah. So I think anything above twenty degrees, we yeah, we're starting to sweat a bit, aren't we? So they they said that that obviously the hottest parts of the country for some of the time were Northern Ireland, Scotland, yes, and. The, the north basically which mm, that's they, they were probably you know they they get a sweat on at like 15 degrees probably <laughs> yeah. it's incredible but i do i i do think it just wasn't hot enough to justify the amount of media attention and warnings we received when you consider that in california they recorded what was it fifty three degrees? Yeah. Centigrade? <laughs> My God, I mean that's yeah, that, fifty three degrees. I mean that's yeah, no, that's 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 warm, isn't it? That's <laughs> very warm. <laughs> <laughs> very warm. You know, yeah. I'd be grateful of my cotton trousers in the desert. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was warm. It was warm. It was warm. We we can move on, can't we? World. 2013 summer was warm. It was. <laughs> you heard it here second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably fed up of hearing how old it is. <laughs> Next, I would quite like to talk about, this is something that also happened quite some time ago, at the beginning of the month, but uh, Andy Murray winning Wimbledon. Mm. Did was we that... manage to watch it? I watch bits and pieces. I have to admit, I'm not a massive tennis. I used to watch loads of sp- loads of sport as a kid, and I've kind of lost touch with it. I don't watch much sport. I'm ashamed. I'm not ashamed to admit it. It's just what it is. But yeah, I don't watch much, so it didn't really. You should be ashamed of yourself. I wasn't. I, wasn't, <laughs> I just wasn't very. It didn't grab me. I thought that's really nice for him. I'm sure he's really happy about that. Um, and I imagine he was, was he? Yeah. Yeah. Tell, yeah. tell you, you to, to tell me how exciting it was for him and for you. And... For the past couple of years, I've been getting into Wimbledon a little bit, you know, just the sheer fact of sitting there and watching it, because there's so much to watch of it continually. Yeah. Um, so the only thing I thought you can do is actually get in there, and I quite like the idea that it's a sport that is just one on one rather than a team sport and things. Yeah, it's... Um, the concentration, the silence, and just the amount of I, pressure that is on these two people for... I've heard the comparison made before um, tennis to uh, sort of gladiator, um, sort of gladiator-style stuff from Roman times, um, the fact that it's one-on-one, and it is the silence and the sort of, you know, the crowds kind of rule the... Yeah, I mean, that's what I find... To some extent just incredible is the um is is the silence of a sport like that mm. is the it's the idea of the whole sport is to be completely quiet while watching it be as silent as possible um, and you're so close to people while mm. watching it you know um but the, the, some some of the crowd towards the end of that game were just you know screaming at anything that they thought may be the winning the winning <laughs> it must, it must be agonizing to, to have been there I, imagine. I, I was working during the final thing and i was working with another boy and i brought up it on my phone so we so we propped it up at the back of the bar and we could watch like it going on so we each took mm. turns to go and we were just incredible he like broke his serve 
third game in, um, Andy Murray broke Djokovic's serve. And mm. just think, and just from that point onwards, it just seemed to be, you know, completely in Andy Murray's favour. And you know, for seventy-seven years, it's a pretty big, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it straight sets, wasn't it? Yeah, straight sets as well. Uh, it is an, it's an impressive feat. It is. So yes, the win of Andy Murray, very good, lovely. Yes. Lovely. Yeah. The headlines, Andy Murray has won Wimbledon. Yes. <laughs> and it was really hot when he did it as well. It was, it was really very hot. hot it, it was. Yeah. It was like 40 degrees in, yeah. inside centre court. Yeah, amazing. It's what been, a feat. It's been hot. It's been hot and Andy Murray has won Wimbledon. God, we're doing well. We are doing very well. I think people just generally, they'll, I mean, if they listen to this, they'll probably just be relieved to know that you know, this stuff's happened and they didn't just imagine it, I think. No, yeah, well, that's that's the thing. That's what we're here to do. We're here to give confirmation to news stories that people have forgotten about. Um, yeah. <laughs> or doubted. Or doubted, yeah. Did Andy Murray win it? Oh, but I better wait to read all about it comes out. The war's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what I'd quite like to talk about now is uh, David Cameron Horn. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very um, it's a very special brand, isn't it? <laughs> you see, Bowen talks about Bourne as if he's talking about tea. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what we're talking about? I do know. I do now know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, this is a recent uh, the recent news that the government is um, it's enforcing <laughs> it's insi- it's insisting that. Um, uh, that search engines and internet providers uh, mm. sort of flag up a a notification to to users of pornography on the internet, um, so you have to opt in to uh, to, to to view pornography. Um, that's about it, isn't it? Obviously, it's it's has a more yeah. This the serious motive is to uh, prevent child exploitation, of course, isn't it? Um, so I think yeah, it's it's got to be a good thing. Stephen, your take on it. Oh, my take on it. Well, I mean, I, I spoke to you briefly before we started officially doing this, and you know, I did Google David Cameron porn. As did I. As did you, and quite frankly, I was disappointed <laughs> because, as I said to you, Roland, how no one has put David Cameron's head on a pair of boobs has amazed me. Someone must have done this, and I can't find it anywhere. I, I think we know why. It's because it's it's been there and uh, since been taken off. Maybe that's the whole reason why this has started, is because he's, he's fed <laughs> This up. must nev- never get out. <laughs> he's, he's, he's fed up of uh, people fo- photoshopping his head onto uh, women's naked bodies. Yeah. I just, I mean, everyone's talking about how incredibly difficult it will be, and it does seem... And, it, and it's sort of, I suppose it's where does it end? Because, I mean, I was reading in the Huffington Post, I think the Independent as well, and they were saying that these this filter would extend to um, other things as well, such as, you know, violence. Um, it, it, I think they used the word, the, the term esoteric themes um, mm. and stuff like that. And I just thought, yeah, it just, I suppose it's... Uh, if we sleepwalk into it, I, th- I suppose we have to be extremely critical of what goes on and be f- made fully aware of it. Because on the surface, you know, let's filter pornography so our children can't, you know, watch it. I say our children. I haven't got a child. 
But if I did, I would not want them watching porn until, you know, there's such an age where they could properly enjoy it and appreciate it. Um, <laughs> um, so I suppose, yeah, and to end exploitation and I suppose uh, feminism, all that kind of stuff, it's really important. Yeah. Uh, you know, as long as that's what it is and it's not a guise, you know, for something else. I think some of the words that are used, like, when he was talking about it, like poisonous websites and uh, that uh, poisonous website that corrode childhood. Um, mm. I think they're incredibly strong terms, aren't mm. they, when talking about um, pornography. You know, it, it is a war. It is David Cameron's war mm. on um, internet pornography. I'd like to know what will happen. What, what will happen when you try and search or try and go to a website like that? Will... What, GCHQ what somehow be aware of it, yeah. What what will happen on your screen? Probably a little face of David Cameron sort of you know, wagging his yeah, <laughs> like, finger. Uh, like, um, like a Jurassic Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Unfortunately, uh, often the people that are involved in the seedier side of, of, of these things are obviously very... IT savvy, aren't they? And, 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 and as I was saying, a lot of it takes place on very sort of secretive forums, which are kind of almost beyond the um, the, 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 the the site of sort of agencies, governments. Well, there is and there is the thing of the dark internet. Has anyone yeah, heard about absolutely. the dark it's internet? It's a dark yeah. space that no yeah. one can touch. Yeah. yeah. But that's also important for. I mean, is this not how uh, WikiLeaks gets around certain things? Uh, and it, I suppose if you if you if you what else would uh it, by sort of blocking these spaces or preventing people accessing them or behaving in this way will uh sort of whistleblowers and people like this also be forced to sort of surface in which case they won't be able to operate you know mm. that, and, that that bothers me yeah I, yeah and um also the fact of they said that this wasn't enough you know this wasn't you should be having you should be paying a special branch of the police to be investigating the leads that go into the dark internet to then apprehend suspects mm-hmm. um and they've had their funding cut <laughs> so what they've done is they've cut the funding for the police service that were doing this you know yeah. actually scouring forums and things like that and they've they've just implemented a blanket ban mm-hmm which is much more cheaper and they can do legislation and bills and things like that and a lot more media impact, isn't it, if you say we're going to ban porn rather than we're going to give the police more money. Uh, Banning porn porn sounds better. Yeah, yeah. It just just goes to show, it just reminds you how how new, I guess, the internet is and how how it's such a sort of a a lawless jungle at the moment, isn't it? I mean, we've still got many years to go before we can properly harness it and sort of... Mm. Especially um, around the illegal things, you know, we've had like... um, uh, like pirating music, pirating films for a mm. while, and they've started to crack down on torrents. Um, but it's only recently the politicians have started to like become unstuck in the world of the internet. So your, your past is uncovered via the internet. Of yeah. Um, in, in may, the internet. May, may, maybe maybe it will come a time where we'll have to elect a sort of president of the internet, a sort of a whole sort of virtual um, political system. 
Because the internet, to me, I think what's so beautiful beautiful about the internet is that it's sort of, it's anarchy. And I think that there is something, you know, there's something really uh, magical about the space that we've created uh, that isn't police and that is unlawful. And I think it's, uh, you know, is it any less safe than what's going on in the real world that is policed and that is lawful? Is it any less safe? I mean, it's it's virtuality, you know. Um, but I think it's, it's the idea of what the internet represents to me that's important, you know. Um, yeah, yeah the, sort of, the sort of dreamer in me. I think there's something <laughs> really, there's something so beautiful about it and I would hate to see it sort of yeah. uh, just willy-nilly, yeah, right, that's it, let's police this as well and treat it as another, you know, as, a, as something else we can control. And I think uh, like some, China or somewhere like that, you know. Yeah, let's see. Let's let's see what you know what happens when humans are spontaneous. Let's see, and, and it's a, and it's and it's it's kind of a safe place for that to happen. I mean, yeah, I know there's there's stuff that goes on, and so I don't have the answers. I'm just talking about my sort of dream of what it what the I love. That means for you. It means everything to me, Roland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't take it away. So, um, Stephen, um, I, I'm going to give you the challenge every month to come up with an uplifting story um, yeah. from around the world. It can be weird, um, uh, amusing, um, touching, anything you want to, you know, something that's perhaps outside of the UK or, you know, something that gives us a bit of hope. I love the confidence <laughs> that you have in me that I've actually gone ahead and done this, but I have. He has. It, <laughs> I, I've done it. I've done it. I mean, I, I was scouring through the newspapers and I was looking and it turns out they're quite miserable places, newspapers. Yes. Um, so the challenge was set. But I remembered a conversation that I'd had with my dad earlier in the week. So this is something that a normal family in Exmouth has done. Uh, they, my, my parents work at a school and, and uh, the parents of um, one of the children there, or the grandparents, I think, they've set up a charitable organisation called Nova Servat. And they're based in Exmouth, but they have funded... Uh, operations out in Goa in India uh, for a series uh, entirely funded by they've, they've done this all themselves and what's really nice on the website is called uh, Novi so N-O-V-I Servat S-U-R-V-A-T dot org and what's really nice is that nowhere on the website does it mention their names so selfless are they Mm. Um, but yeah, they were out. They were out in Goa, and they saw a girl who had a huge abscess on her face, and they, and they sort of, they were horrified, and they sort of said, "Well, can we help out?" And it turned out it cost the equivalent of an English pound for her to go and get some antibiotics and get this sorted out. And ever since then, they've continued to set up uh, numerous kind of projects. So they've set up like a daycare centre for people with, uh, for disabled children, um, you know, people with Down syndrome and things like that. And this is entirely funded by themselves and from uh, kind of private donors and sponsorship. 
Um, and they're also, and they do all of this from their own finance. They, and they, what's really nice in Exmouth Indoor Market, I need to go and check it out to validate this, mm-hmm. but apparently they sell kind of, uh, kind of trinkets and things that the children make over there. Uh, they sell the little trinkety things. I don't think, I don't think it's child exploitation. I haven't made my, I need to go down there and check it out. <laughs> I might be, this might be awful. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> sell little trinkets and stuff down there and all the proceeds obviously go towards these charities um but it what i think what was so nice about them was it was a real sort of selfless act and they obviously don't want any uh they're not after any recognition for this they're just passionate about helping people and they've gone ahead and done that and it's yeah check out the website they're really they're doing really cool things and they're just normal people with normal salaries who are making a huge, huge difference, you know, setting up hospitals and all sorts of things. Very cool. Fantastic. But, Thank you very much. And I will post a link in the bottom so everybody can go to that and, uh, and, uh, have, and check that one out. So Simon, yeah. tell me yes. about, so this month we don't have a Simon science story. Well, I, I, I've, I've been browsing, I've been browsing. There, there is lots of things going on, isn't there? Um, loads of different things in all the different areas of science and technology and, and natural philosophy as a whole. Um, I, I've, I'm, <laughs> I've, so um, eloquent, isn't he? The, there's a British team that have, um, started their Mars, man on Mars plan. I, I don't know if you've seen the kind of um, the rotating craft, um, their design for a sort of an artificial gravity mission to Mars, which is quite interesting. Um, it's based at Imperial College. Um, and the article goes on to discuss what would the first words be on Mars? Obviously, we all know the, uh, the first words that were uttered on the moon, supposedly. Mm. And what, would you, what would you say if you were a human um, making their first step on the Martian soil, what would be uh, what would be your first words? Do you think? God, it's hot in here. God, <laughs> <Go on. laughs> yeah. like what's doing? And all the Martians within a week, they'll be complaining about the weather <laughs> and playing cricket. <laughs> well, I suppose, yeah, I mean, they've got six months to, to think of something to say, haven't they? Yeah. Um, and, and obviously discuss the rules of cricket and, and the weather. Got some lovely cotton trousers for you here. <laughs> so, Prince George. Prince George, of course. Blimey, nearly forgot yeah. about that. I know, I, I've just realised. Little, little, yes. I, what's his name? Prince um, George, um, what is it, Alexander Louis? <laughs> what's it, Alexander? Yeah, that's it. And I yeah. think Louis Alexander sounds better. George Louis mm. Alexander sounds better, doesn't it? Well, have you told them that? Uh, no, I've, I've tried calling, but... I mean, come on, know. Wills, come on. I mean... <laughs> I can't... I, I, it just, just keeps going to through to voicemail. Yeah. It's George Alexander. It sounds much better. It rolls off the tongue lovely, Prince George Louis Alexander. Prince George That's Louis lo- Alexander, doesn't it? But, but it Alexander really... Alexander Louis, yeah. Alexander Louis. It's a bit clunky, isn't it? I think... It's I think it... Roland. Mm, I've, I've hit something there, I think. Do it, did, did anybody think the coverage was a bit much? Oh, yes. God. Yes. It was a God. bit insane, wasn't it? I think. I think most of the uh, apparently most of the um, uh, the sort of the press outside the hospital were, were, were foreign, weren't they? Mm. From elsewhere. Um, so to be fair, a lot of our coverage was actually of co- coveraging the the massive press outside um, outside the hospital. It was extraordinary, wasn't it? I, think, um, um, I if if I could go the next couple of years without having to hear 
Nicholas Witchell talk about the <laughs> royal family. It, it, I, to be fair, it is his job, but the way that he seems to talk about it is as if he's desperate to meet the Queen. He's it, it, he, he does it as if he's... And yet, and yet he'll never receive that invitation to that garden party, will he? You know. <laughs> it's as if everything he says is like for a showreel that will be sent to Buckingham Palace. And he then said very kindly at the end of his um, piece, for eventually they could get on to other, other parts of the news, um, he said, and this young baby will take the royal family into the 22nd century. Oh, did he say that? Yes. <laughs> well, yes, but I, I suppose he will, won't he? You know, he will be 87 when 2100 yeah. whatever happens, but that's not... And, that, and that's the extraordinary thing. By the time this baby does get to being king, he, you know, he'll be 70-odd, won't he? Yeah. At least. Um, so, uh, And you're yeah. convinced we'll still have a monarchy by then? Well, that oh, indeed, yeah. I mean, is this it? Maybe not. But I, I think I, I think they are enjoying mass popularity at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. The, 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 I think obviously, you know, obviously, um, yeah, all these, all, you know, all our sporting success and the weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, you know, I think it's fueling people's patriotism a bit, isn't it? And it is. sort of nationalism. Um, and and I suppose there's so many, na- there's so many, there's so much inst- instability around the world, isn't there? At the moment, I think yeah. the fa- our, our royal family it really is. Uh, the epitome of stability isn't it so um i think they've had to sort of really you know take a good look at what they are and how they're there and how it seems to i don't know i just think it flies in the face of everything that this with the sort of democracy and meritocracy and you know that all these things that we've strived for. And I think particularly post-war, I think, you know, particularly 1945 and, you know, this, you know, real sort of sense of wanting to create an equal, just society. And this just seems to embody everything (laughs) wrong with it. And I just cannot understand how people are quite happy for it to, to go. I I understand people who are, I'm apathetic. I have to admit, I'm not going to campaign against it, but to actively support it, I find crackers. I just don't understand it. It's to me, it seems like madness. Roland, (laughs) please help me. Please leave standing here alone because that's how I feel. I think it's important to have at at times, um, especially one that's, you know, at the moment quite balanced. Um, Whereas we have, uh, especially as we start going into conflicts overbroad and stuff, and they're all, they're not from, even though the government sends them out to, you know, invade Iraq or Afghanistan or, you know, and help out in other countries, they never actually do it in the name of the government that they go. They always do it in the name of the Queen, Queen and country, rather than the government who sends them out. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's quite important. I think otherwise, I think even that tiny distinction, it's, it's, you know, it's nothing much, but the fact that I think it means a lot to the armed forces. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I don't, I've never, I've never had a problem with, uh, with the royal family. I think there's, I think, you know, there are problems, but as with everything, mm-hmm. but it's quite nice to have one that's um, so, so recognisable. Apart from the name of this, new... apart from yeah, <laughs> really clunky. 
So that's the big issue. That is my big issue. I don't. I don't, don't care about democracy. I just want them to change, <laughs> change the two middle names around. So if you're listening, Kate, which, which I can probably predict that you're not, um, just give it a little rewrite. Pretend it was a you know came out all wrong. You know whatever, um, and just do what I say. Thank you very much. go um that's july sorted um i hope you've all enjoyed listening to read all about it episode one of season two and we will be back um next month to discuss everything that has happened in august um we can't even speculate about um things it may it may be hot apparently it may be getting old again um but you know that's not for us to say no. so um for the moment it's uh, goodbye from me ronan squire and it's goodbye from Mr. Simon Bowen in Ipswich. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Mr. Stephen Baisley in Exmouth. Toodaloo.